Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Main Street Finance Podcast. I am, of course, Alex, your host, and today we're going to be having a bonus episode. We're going to be jumping ahead a little bit in our education on the basics of finance, and we're going to talk about a little bit more advanced topics today. I wanted to go ahead and cover these topics so that I can tell you all about Tesla and Elon Musk's new product. You're listening to the Main Street Finance Podcast, where we take the Wall Street bull by the horns to help you achieve your financial goals. Whether it's budgeting, investing, or financial independence, we tackle the big questions in the pursuit of financial literacy. And now, your host... Alrighty, everyone. And as you can tell from the title of today's episode, what I really wanted to talk to y'all about today, barring everything else I wanted to teach y'all about finance this week, is I want to talk about short shorts. So the newest product in Tesla's online store is some short shorts being introduced exclusively by Elon Musk that is already sold out on the Tesla online store. And they spell out sexy on the back of the shorts. uh, And that's S3XY. I'm sure the main question that most of you are going to have are, why is Tesla selling short shorts? Well, I really want to explain that joke to you and why it's probably the biggest troll that financial markets have seen in the last probably several years. But in order for me to truly express how much of a troll this is on Elon and a bunch of investors, I unfortunately have to go in and teach you a little bit of the basics. So we're going to be skipping ahead a little bit in our education. We're going to be covering a couple topics that are a little bit more interesting, a little bit more fun, a little bit more complicated. But because we're going to be going over some more complicated topics, feel free to always pause the episode, rewind if you need to hear me say it again, or I'm going to post some links in the description of this show just because we're going to be dealing with a little bit more fun topics. So if you want to do some further reading, I'm going to have that for you in the description. So let's go ahead and start our talk on commodities. Commodities is a term we use in finance that basically means there are no features. It doesn't matter where the thing was made. It doesn't matter who made it. uh, Nothing matters. It's all the same no matter what it is. Everything's the same. There's no these are better than those, whatever. What are some examples of commodities? Well, for one, you have a lot of fruits and vegetables. So a Granny Smith apple is a Granny Smith apple. In general, most shoppers aren't specifically looking for, do I want the Sanderson Farms Granny Smith apple, or do I want the A&J Farms Granny Smith apple? Most consumers, if they're looking for a Granny Smith apple, don't care where the farm is. All they're really looking at when they're shopping for a Granny Smith apple is, is it a Granny Smith apple? Maybe is it organic? And does it have any bruises on it? In general, a Granny Smith apple is a Granny Smith apple. You're not looking for specific brands is the point. Now, another example of that is gasoline. How many of you have driven by a gas station recently and it says fresh from Saudi Arabia or straight in from Texas or straight in from Alaska or Iraq, Iran, Russia, whatever? Do you know where your oil comes from? Do you know which company pumped it out of the ground? You might know the distributor. The distributors are mostly the ones that are actually on the gas station. You know them. Shell, Chevron, all the big ones. So a commodity is just, you don't care what it is, it is what it is. Now, another commodity is stocks, because it doesn't matter, my shares of Walmart aren't any different from your shares of Walmart, and vice versa, same thing for every stock, every bond, uh, except for bonds if you have different interest rates. In general, 
Stocks and bonds are commodities. Mine is no different from yours. It doesn't matter where you got them from. Many commodities actually trade on an exchange, but not necessarily the New York Stock Exchange. They trade on the CME, and that's the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. Basically, what you have there are people selling wheat, corn, soybeans, coffee, oil, basically any commodity you could possibly want. They're setting the prices at the CME, or the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. Unlike most exchanges, the CME is open, I believe it's 23 hours a day. They only close for one hour every day, and that's it. So if you wanted to, you could actually invest in, instead of like oil stocks, you could actually invest in just oil, period. Or if you wanted to invest in coffee, you could. Gold, silver, all of them are commodities, all of which are traded on the CME. And if you wanted to, you could buy shares in commodities. Now, let's go ahead and get into what short selling is, now that we have an idea of what commodities are. Short selling is offered by a lot of brokers. Typically, if you go in to try to buy a stock, it'll give you two or three options. Buy, sell, or some brokers, like I know Schwab does this, they'll give you an offer to short. And if you've never used that before, which you probably shouldn't have used before, we're going to explain what that is. In general, shorting is a way to profit on something's price going down. The mechanics of how that works is basically you borrow some of the commodity and you sell it. So what you've sold is not yours. You've borrowed it, sold it, and the idea is the person you borrowed it from isn't expecting the money back. What they're expecting is to get their commodity back. So the idea is you borrow theirs, sell it, and the goal is you're expecting that the price is going to drop. So when that price drop happens, you go and you buy another one and give it back to whoever you borrowed it from. Now, in our explanations today, we're going to be talking mostly about short-selling stocks, mostly because that's what you need to understand for you to understand how Elon Musk is messing with investors. So we're going to go ahead and let's use an example that brings it closer to home. Let's not talk about the stock market. Let's make this more practical so that way it's hopefully a little bit easier to understand. So a commodity that you use probably every week that would make this make the most sense. Let's talk about gasoline. Let's say that the price of gas, as you know, can go up, down, left, right, sideways. Price of oil changes almost every day. Let's say that you have a neighbor and that neighbor has a gas lawnmower. Let's say it's a big riding lawnmower. And because of that, they keep a 10-gallon can of gas in their garage at all times. Now, we're going to start doing some dollar amounts here just so you can have an example. So something to keep in mind, I'm going to use some rather ridiculous numbers that isn't really grounded in reality. I do this so that it's a lot easier to understand the price fluctuations here so that you get the point. Most of the times when people are making money on short selling, it's usually pennies per share, dollars per share. It's not a fortune. But where they make their money is in huge quantities. So if you're shorting 10,000 shares and you only gain 50 cents a share, you're still earning $5,000. So because we're not going to talk about a real-life example where your neighbor has 200 gallons of gas, I'm just going to blow up the prices, and hopefully it makes the example a little bit easier to understand. So for the sake of math, let's say right now in your neighborhood, the price of gasoline is $2 a gallon, and your neighbor has a 10-gallon can. Now you, for one reason or another, believe that the price of gas next week is going to be much lower than it is today. And you want to figure out how you can profit off of that. So you come up with an idea, and here's what you do. You go to your neighbor, and you say, hey, can I take your 10 gallons of gas, 
I promise I'll give it back to you next week. I'll just give you another full thing of 10 gallons of gas. Your neighbor being a good neighbor says, sure, go ahead. You take that 10 gallons of gas and you find somebody else who buys it for the market price, which right now in your neighborhood, gas is $2 a gallon. So you find someone and you sell it to them for $20. So you have now borrowed 10 gallons of gas from your neighbor, sold it to somebody else, and now you have $20 cash. You have $20 cash, but your neighbor is expecting to get 10 gallons of gas back because you just borrowed it. You sold something you don't own. So let's say you were right. Something happens in the market, and in the next four or five days, the price of gas drops to a dollar per gallon. Well, you then go to the gas station, buy yourself 10 gallons of gas, and give it back to your neighbor. So what happened was you took your neighbor's gasoline, sold it for $20, waited for the price to go down, bought it back at $10, and gave it back to your neighbor. All your neighbor did was go without gasoline for a couple days. They started with 10 gallons, they ended with 10 gallons, nothing's changed for them. But what you did was you sold 10 gallons of gas for $20 and replaced it for $10. Overall, you earned $10 because you guessed correctly that the price went down. So let's go ahead and let's do an example that you're wrong. Same setup. You go to your neighbor, he's got a 10-gallon can of gas, it's $2 a gallon for gas in your neighborhood, so you borrow your neighbor's gas, he agrees, you go up, sell that 10 gallons of gas for $20. So you borrowed the same 10 gallons, sold it for $20, $2 a gallon. So let's say same time period, a couple days goes by, and the price of gas actually goes up to $3 a gallon. Well, your neighbor's expecting to get his gas back. Maybe he's got to mow his lawn this weekend and he really needs that gas. And he's like, yo, you can't just borrow this gasoline forever. You need, I need that 10 gallons back. So what you have to do is you have to go to the gas station 10 gallons at $3 a gallon, you have to spend $30 to get that same 10 gallons of gas to give it back to your neighbor. So your neighbor, same scenario, they loaned you 10 gallons of gas, they got 10 gallons of gas back. They just kind of helped. They didn't know that you were trying to make money on the deal. And then for you, you borrowed the gas for free, sold it for $20, but to replace it, you had to spend $30. So on the net, you lost $10. So overall, short selling is selling something you don't own with the expectation that you're just going to buy another one and replace it for a lower cost than you originally sold it. So let's bring this back to stocks. Typically, most brokers are known as broker-dealers, and what that means is they usually have an inventory, if you will, a digital inventory of shares of stock, so that if investors want to short sell, you can borrow the shares from your broker. Now, the brokers don't really care that you do this unless you're dangerous with it, but they are loaning you, say, 10, 20, 100 shares with the expectation that within a certain time frame, you're going to give them those shares back. To them, they get the advantage because they still own the shares. If, while you have possession of the shares, the shares go up in value, they didn't miss out because when they get it back, they're getting the shares back. They don't get the dollar amount back. So if the shares go up and down while you have them, it doesn't make a difference. They still got the same gains and losses, even though you had it. So this doesn't affect your dealer at all. This only affects you. So if you wanted to, let's talk about the cruise line industry. The cruise line industry over the last couple months, because of COVID-19, has just taken a beating. So you'll get these people that are just called short sellers, 
that come in and that's all they do. They just sell shares of, let's say, Carnival just because they're the number one cruise stock in America. They take Carnival shares and short sell maybe a hundred, a thousand, ten thousand. It depends on how much money they got and how passionate they are that the shares are going to go down. So what they can do is they can borrow those shares from their broker, sell them, and then hopefully within a week or so, the shares will go down enough that they can buy them cheap and replace them and make money on the difference. Now, here's the problem with that. Let's say market-wide, there is a belief in the market that a certain stock or a certain industry is going to have a huge drop in price. Well, these short sellers all get together and they all short sell tens, hundreds, thousands, ten thousands, even millions of shares. And what that short selling does is they're just trying to sell, 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 sell. And that puts downward pressure on the prices, which makes the prices drop. And the prices are dropping because people think that the stock is going to go down. And so not only are they selling their shares, but they're selling other people's shares, which just forces the stock price to drop even faster. What will happen is people who are short selling are trying to get in before everybody else. They're trying to get in before the stock is actually already dropping. Just because maybe they see something in a research report, maybe a certain news article comes out, whatever. Short sellers are trying to be the first ones to sell. They're not trying to just ride the wave of the stock going down. So because of that, these guys are a little bit more speculative than your average investor. They're looking for any and all reason to short sell a stock. So if you have these people that are just trying to short sell, short sell, short sell, what they end up doing is they constantly keep trying to essentially, they're not being malicious about it, but what they're doing is they're forcing the stock price to drop. Because not only they're selling their own shares, they're selling other people's shares. So it's putting extreme amounts of downward pressure and it's really hard for a stock price to go up against that. Maybe the question you've been asking this whole time is what does this have to do with Tesla and short shorts? Well, when Tesla first went public, Elon Musk and Tesla have been fighting against short sellers left, right, and sideways. There's really nothing that a company can do against short sellers. Because it's buying and selling through your broker. It has nothing to do with the company. The company can't limit it. There's nothing they can do. So if you have all these short sellers keeping your stock price down and you're a new company that's trying to raise money, say you want to build a gigafactory in Germany or a gigafactory in China, it's really hard to do that by selling new shares of stock, which if you remember, selling shares of stock and going public is a good way that companies can raise a bunch of money so that they can do things like build a giant gigafactory so that they can make more and more money because they sold those shares. So if you're a new company like Tesla and these guys just keep coming in and short selling you and short selling you and why is Tesla's stock so high? Why is this stock? Oh, it has to come. What goes up must come down. Uh, we need to short sell it, short sell it. Well, what ends up happening is if they're short selling for a specific reason, like they think you know, some event is going to shut them down like COVID or their sales numbers aren't going to be as good as we thought and therefore the price is going to go down. They're going to try to jump on that and short sell before the news even really hits the market. So what that's going to end up doing is forces the stock to go down. But what happens if the stock doesn't go down? Well, if it doesn't go down, all the short sellers lose money. And the higher the stock price goes up while they're short selling, the more money they lose. If you're a short seller, you are hoping and praying and putting your money where your mouth is. You're selling things you don't have, betting, hoping, and praying that the stock price goes down. Because if it doesn't go down, if it instead goes up, you end up losing a lot of money. Tesla, Elon, and short sellers have had a 
very bad relationship over the past couple of years because Elon's been trying to raise money to, you know, grow his business. Tesla's been blowing up. Their share price has been going up. But every time Tesla's share price has a spike and goes up and it looks like all is well in the world, these short sellers keep finding a reason to jump in and be like, oh, it's about to go down. Prices are about to drop. We need to sell, sell, sell. Not even just sell our stuff, sell other people's shares, whatever. So if you're a new company trying to raise money, this kind of sucks. Like this really puts a damper on you trying to grow your business because these people are trying to make a buck while you fail. If you want to think about it, short sellers are basically guys that are dropping banana peels in front of you and then betting that you're going to slip on that same banana peel and fall. Because the harder you fall, the more money these short sellers make. So let's go ahead and finally talk about this. I've kind of set up the background on why short sellers and Tesla really don't get along. They really don't like playing in the same kiddie pool. So Tesla this time last year was $239. January 1st of this year, they were at about $420. And then you have in February, right about the time COVID was starting to take off, they were at about $850, $860. So these short sellers are constantly watching Tesla because they believe that Tesla should be at more like maybe $100 a share. So the higher it goes, the more they're trying to short sell it. But these guys keep getting burned because price goes up, price goes up. These guys are losing money because they're expecting Tesla to have this big drop because, you know, it, it's overvalued, it's overvalued, it's going to drop, we're going to short sell. Well, there's a time limit. You can't short sell and then not replace those shares for six months to a year. You could do that, everyone would do it. So their timing is all off because they're expecting it's going to drop, it's going to drop, but it's not. So these guys keep getting burned, keep losing money, keep losing money, and every time they just say, oh, it's still going to go down, we just haven't timed it right yet. So then you finally get that drop. COVID-19 hits February 18th. They had a high of about $558. Well, if you fast forward to about March 17th, now it's $430. So the short sellers are like, finally, here we go. And they try to short it, short it, short it. But then something weird happened. Tesla's share price actually went up after it dropped to 430 So it went from 430 on March 23rd or around March 20th. And then it jumped up to 730 a month later. So what the short sellers see is February 18th, it's $850. March 20th, you have 430 So you have almost a 50% drop in Tesla. And then a month later, it jumps back from 430 up to around 750 So the short sellers are going, oh boy, here we go. It's going to drop again. It's going to be another 50% drop, another 50% drop. And then what does it happen? Well, from April 15th, and I'm looking at the prices live as I record this. So April 15th, price is at $750. People are trying to short sell. People are trying to short sell. It is now July that I'm recording this. So from April, it was $750. And now today, the closing price is $1,395. So the share price went up quite a bit, basically 100%. Basically, the stock doubled. So if you had tried to short sell Tesla, you have lost a lot of money. Let's say that you were a short seller, and let's say April 29th. April 29th, just because it's a nice clean number, the shares were $800 a share. So let's say you had a month or so to return those shares, and you're expecting the share price to drop. So you borrowed your broker's shares at $800 per share. Let's do one share. So you're sitting there, and you're holding on to one share of Tesla. So you sold this share for $800. You've borrowed the share, sold it, and now you have to buy it back to replace it. 
But today, the price is about $1,400. So assuming, you know, all these dates, all these prices, assuming all this, if you short sold Tesla by one share over this time period, you now have to spend an additional $600 per share to replace the share that you short sold. So naturally, if you're short selling 5, 10, 20, hundreds, thousands of shares of Tesla, and you lost $600 per share, you have lost a lot of money. So you have this entire history of Tesla versus short sellers, people trying to short Tesla every time something bad happens. People are short selling, short selling, trying to destroy the stock price. Meanwhile, you've got Elon trying to raise money because, you know, he's trying to build a business. And finally, you get COVID-19. You get all these short sellers saying, oh my God, here we go. Now's the time. Tesla's finally going to go down. That price is going to drop. And they see a 50% drop. They see a 50% drop. The shares go right back a couple weeks later. And they go, oh boy, here we go. Here's the big one. It went right up. It's going to drop yet again. And then they lost $600 per share, potentially. So if you're Elon you're probably pretty excited or you're probably pretty happy that this happened. Well, now is the perfect time for these people who have been messing with you for years and really impeding your ability to run this business. Finally, he's going to release some short shorts. So not only is he selling these short shorts, and of course, you probably understand that it's short shorts because it's a burn on all the people who have shorted his company. He's selling these shorts And to add insult to injury, and I posted the pictures on the Twitter page, so if you don't believe me, check the Twitter page at Main Street Money. I've posted the screenshots in case they come down. By the way, these are out of stock. They sold out within like a day. He's selling the share. The price is the ultimate gag. So really short shorts. Like, you really got to look at the picture. These things are itty bitty. Tesla short shorts, and the price he's selling them for is $69.42. But how he has the price listed is he has the 42 cents with an extra zero at the end. So he's selling them for 69,420. And that is why it is hilarious that Tesla's newest item that they're selling is Tesla short shorts for $69,420. That's our episode. I'll see you on Tuesday. Thank you for listening to the Main Street Finance Podcast. Have a question on today's topics or have suggestions for future episodes? Send an email to mainstfinance at gmail.com. Sharing is caring, so if you learned something new and useful today, make sure you share with friends and family. Don't forget to like and subscribe to be notified of new episodes. For demonstrations and more examples, be sure to check out the YouTube channel. We'll see you next time.